for the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. Shall I continue? No, no, that's okay. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Now, when Jesus was on this earth, he taught, he preached, and he healed. So it was teaching, preaching, and healing. We are talking about the basics. He, he was teaching, he was preaching, and he was healing. These three things Jesus does. He did for us to present the kingdom values, kingdom principles, and kingdom lifestyles to us. So it was teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's all say it. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's say it again. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Say it again. Teaching, preaching, and healing. To teach means to explain. To teach means to instill some doctrine into people. To teach means to bring out certain details about a matter. You see? And to preach means to announce. And to do what? To tell. In teaching, you go into details. The Greek man says that didakos. You see? In preaching, it says that kerusos. You see? So these are the differences. And Jesus taught. He taught. He said, this is the purpose of my kingdom. This is the way we live in the kingdom. So I'm bringing principles of the kingdom from heaven to you. If you want to follow me, this is the way you have to live. If you want to follow me, this must be your lifestyle. Your lifestyle must be different from the systems of this world. Your lifestyle and your character must not show the way the, 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 the Babylonians do their things. No, 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 no. It must be different. Of course, they can insult you and disassociate themselves from you, but your lifestyle must show kingdom values that this is my son and this is my daughter. Amen? Amen. All right, so Jesus was God and he is still God. And he says that this is the way I live in heaven. So live like that here on earth. And to be able to uh, uh, propagate what is going on in earth, he has to preach, he has to teach, and he has to heal people. That's it. So if we want to follow Jesus, we want to follow the same pattern. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Say that again. Teaching, teaching preaching, and healing. Mark has to instill some doctrinal something into the life of the people he's shepherding. He has to preach. He has to teach sometimes. He has to lay hands on people 
and knock off the devil's sicknesses and diseases out of them. Sorry. So all these things are what Jesus did. And he said, follow the same pattern to bring the principles of the kingdom. Now let's move on. Now we want to look at Mark. Mark chapter... Mark chapter... 16, verse 15 to 18. I want to be scriptural. Uh, normally, I don't tell Toli much. You see, Tolis don't help you. They, you laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. They, they must go ahead and tell the Toli, and we want to teach the word of God and drive the principles of the kingdom. Now, let me tell you that Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 15. 16. Oh, Michael. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. And then he told them, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Yes, preach. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. This miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Amen. 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 Do you see? It says, go there. Tell stories. Is that what he told us? No. Those jokes and tolis will not build you. But the word of God will build you. So he said, go there, preach the gospel. Tell people about Jesus. Tell me about the kingdom. Now, let me say this. When you take Jesus Christ out of the gospel... It's no longer the gospel. If you take Jesus Christ out of the good news, it becomes storytelling. And that's why the name of the Lord Jesus must be hammered, must be taught. People have to be schooled on the principles of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. People have to be taught. You have to preach to them. Awaken their senses and their faculty to be able to do what? Realize what God is doing and what God is saying. You have to teach people. You have to tell them. So if you take Jesus out of the gospel, nothing is there again. Become sarcastic by us. The same way when the Holy Spirit is taken out of the earth. Everything now becomes demonized. Satan rules. So we have to go out there. Jesus says, preach. And then he said what? What did he say? Eh? And preach the good news to everyone. Preach the good news to everybody, anyone. Any man, anywhere. Where we can get people ministered 
Jesus to them. The good news is Jesus. The gospel is Jesus. You see, so when you take out Jesus out of the gospel, it is not gospel. If you take Jesus out of the good news, it is not good news. So it says, go out there and preach. And preach. I heard a story, very interesting story. There were some teachers, uh, preachers, who, were, who had mounted some crusade in Nigeria. A Nigerian guy came in and ministered to us. And I had the tape many years ago. He said there was a Muslim guy, chief, who was just going. He went to buy some eggs from the market and he was going. And then he heard these crusaders preaching the gospel. They said that if you give your life to Jesus, because Jesus is a, a spirit, if you give your life to him, you have a miracle. There will be a miracle in your life and you go to heaven. He had that side of it, closed his ears and went home. And when he went home, he went and squatted like the Buddhist squats and he was talking. And this, he said, Isa, Isa, you know, they call Jesus Isa. He said, you can do miracles. I have a problem with my chiefs. Another village want to attack me. So can you help me? And then strange enough, Isa answered him and there was a miracle. <laughs> and then he came again. He said, Isa, I have another problem. Can you help me? And then he told the problem. And then he said, hey, Isa is a miraculous person. So he got his immediate family. And then they said, I have a new God. Now he doesn't know Jesus. He knows Isa. You see, so he told his family, he said, we have a new God. He's better than the one who were serving. You know, and everybody told his message or his needs or her needs. And Isa responded. It was a sharp, miraculous something that Jesus wants to do in that village. So he has to use the chief. And then he extended the message to the villagers. He said, there's a new God called Isa. We want to serve him. And then that was it. A church started there. And because they didn't know all that they have to do, they sent the chief son to those who preached the gospel. They trained him, and that's all. A church started. And that was a miraculous thing. But the bottom line is this. Supposing the gospel wasn't preaching or was not preached, Supposing it wasn't preached. Supposing it didn't go forth by preaching and teaching, announcement and proclaiming. Do you think he would have heard it? He wouldn't. He wouldn't have heard it. And for that matter, souls will not be born. Miracles will not be. So teaching must go on. And that's why Jesus says, go out there and preach the gospel. Those who believe, do what? Baptize them in my name. You see? And then let them conform. And then you find out that miracles will happen. They will take up serpents. 
Read that portion. They will cast out demons in my name. They, you must cast. Look, let me tell you, we have authority over the devil. Jesus has mandated us to have authority over the devil. Not to dominate us, but we have to dominate. Amen? Amen. And they will speak in new languages. You pray in tongues. And they will be able to handle snakes with safety. Yes, you see how um, Paul, when he was traveling and reached Malta, eh, where the snake coiled around his hand, and they were thinking that he's a dead man. But he shook the snake out of his hand and into the fire. That's all. That's the end of him. We have power and authority over the demonic powers of darkness. No matter who they are. From the devil himself. That's why Jesus says, I give you power to tread upon what? Scorpions. And serpents. Serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. It means the serpent is a Satan himself. Scorpions are his demons. And then who? All the powers of the devil are witches and wizards. All their cohorts. All of them from A to Z. We have been mandated to rule and to govern them in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. That's who we are. So you do not have to fear any witch or any devil somewhere. They are under our feet because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. So what else? They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. Yes. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Yes. Go to the hospitals. Don't go and drink any poisonous thing intentionally. Tempting God. No, that's not what he's saying. See, a, a pastor friend of mine said he went to visit a woman somewhere in condition. And, and, and then the, the woman gave him water to drink. And all of a sudden, the under, the under of the glass just wiped off like that. And the whole water fell down. I don't know. Maybe... Could be some strange thing in the water. I can't tell. But I believe that the Lord wants to save the pastor. That's all. See. We have power over the devil. Every time. Somebody say every time. Somebody say every time. Every time we have power over the devil. And don't allow the devil to trample over you. Instead, you trample over him. Now, the last scripture we want to read is Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, 28. Colossians chapter 1, 27 and 28. Now, I want to wind up with those scriptures. It's very, very important. Paul writing to the church at Colossae. Yes, read. 20, 21. 27 and 28. Okay. 20, what, what did I say? Colossians chapter 1. Yes, 27, 28. All right. Okay. 27, 28. Yes. To them, God will to make known 
what are the riches of the glory of his of this mystery? I I shall. Yes, Colossians one, verse twenty-seven. Uh, okay, go ahead. Let's see. Okay. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, <laughs> warning every man, yes, and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do you see? Whom we preach? Whom are we preaching? Christ Jesus. We are preaching Christ Jesus. Now, Mark, stand for a while. I want to say some things. It's to you personally. As a preacher, you have been called to lead this ministry. You have been assigned from heaven to lead this ministry. What do you do? You preach. You teach. And so when God called Paul, what did he do? He taught, he preached Jesus to the people. And what did he do? He said, warning every man. Warning every man. That we should do what? Warning every man. Warning. It says, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. Warning every man and schooling, tutoring every man in all wisdom. That we may present every man perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. That's your mandate. That's our mandate. You and me, that's our mandate. Having said that, all of us here, we have the mandate to tell people about Jesus. Can we say amen? amen? Everybody here must tell people about Jesus Christ. And the more you tell them, when you are warning them, you are correcting them. You are shaping them. It's helping yourself. You see, you are helping yourself like the way... Um, uh, 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 these men who cut the edges, how do we call them? Uh, the gardeners. Eh? The gardeners. Yes, the gardeners. There, but there's a way, horticulture, is it horticulture? Yes. Uh, these guys, they can trim the edges so beautifully. Some of them can give some decorations around it. And so when we are teaching, we are beeping some signals in them to shape themselves. Now, thank you very much. You know that, um, how many of you, or even, even a car, you see there are some cars that have got signals. They can talk. The engineers built certain things into the car that the car can talk and give you signals. Can give you signals by talking. I've sat in one before, a Renault car, a French car. It can talk when the gas is not enough. When the fuel is not, in, uh, is not enough, it gives you signals. You see, that no, 
put fuel in my car. Put fuel in my car. I heard it. You see, that was my first time I heard something like that. You see. And so, if a car <laughs> has been computerized to warn fellow human beings, how much more human beings must be able to warn fellow human beings? When you are in a plane, in a cockpit, you see, there are different lights, green light, blue light, and other lights. You see some of them beeping. And so the moment it starts beeping, pim, 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 it's called what? Warning. It warns you that there's something wrong somewhere and it has to be checked. I watched a certain movie many years ago, a guy, an engineer who flies a plane. And the plane, he had to work on the plane and then he took off from the plane. His movie was a South African something. And when he took off, the plane started and he said, what is wrong? And he opened his hand and he saw that a little knot. <laughs> he has not fixed a little knot that has to be fixed. And that is what is making the plane jet. You see, that's how it is. As we preach the gospel, as we present Jesus to our, to our people, we are giving them warnings. We are correcting them. As much as we are also correcting ourselves, we are beeping signals in them. Much as the Holy Spirit is also shaping us, we are also shaping people by our teaching and preaching. Can we say amen? amen. All of us, we all have to shape ourselves with the gospel. We all have, I have decided to bring out this foundational, uh, I mean, talk, teachings. This is foundational. In other words, the gospel must be preached. The gospel must be taught. Lives must be changed. Amen? Amen. That's where we stand. That's where we stand. Oh, you're my fool. My, yeah. Oh, you're my fool.
Ligabaruzas, Leteferos, Tripolos, Ligabaruzas, Neteferos, Leribodes, Alokes, Soliban, Sikiperiles, Sochere, Leteferos, Marros, Eperos, Marrotes, Alekeres, Ligabarus, Libarotes, Caporis, Marrotes, Malusis, Aporias, Salico, another person and this time you are still praying for the person that you are telling God that this year in a spell from the kingdom of hell thrown against me against that person in any form of negativity in any form of disease in any form of bankruptcy, in any form of fear, you are crippling those things. You are paralyzing those things assigned against the person you are holding. In the name of Jesus. Kaparash, Leketeberos, Meketoros, Likabarasasherebos, Likabarasas, 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 Makados, Rekodes, Marroquetos, Makores, Perezokes, Lerubas, in the name of Jesus, every spell thrown at us, 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 in the name of Jesus, spells, spells from the kingdom of hell, thrown at us, we reverse them. Victory, victory, let's soak it, 
We bless your holy name, O God. You are exalted. 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 Hallelujah. For us to be fruitful, the gospel must be preached. The gospel must be obeyed. Teachings must go on. Lives must be transformed. Lives must be corrected and beautifully shaped to the glory of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you.
to do prophetic discipline, but before God, I'm seeing some things, but I'm not doing it. I want us to, to declare some things. How many of us know that there is a voice in the blood of Jesus? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 that you have come to Jesus Christ, to the mediator of a new covenant, to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. I saw the blood. I saw the blood. We want to make decrees out of this. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, the verse 3, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And the voice that is in the blood, when you read um, the book of Psalm, Psalm 29, it says the voice, give me your Bible please. It says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord divides flames of fire. The voice of the Lord, it makes the deer to skip. The voice of the Lord discovers Kadesh Benaya. Kadesh Benaya is a wandering sun set apart. A wandering sun, somebody who, has, who is walking aimlessly, has never discovered divine purpose, now is set apart to serve the Lord. Our God is big. I want us to make, let me read this scripture and then listen. It says, it says the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. We're going to decree, decree the blood. We're going to speak the blood. You're going to plead the blood. I don't know what it's for, but I saw the blood. And you're just going to plead the blood over, over whatever situation it is, over whatever condition it is, whatever it is that is on your mind. Whatever it is that it may, it may be a giant wall standing in your environment. What if it's, I have a word for you, but I don't want to release that word right now. But the simple thing I'm going to say, you're going to go very far. But there is, there is, there is, you see, I'm saying a thing already. <laughs> ah, I need to hold myself. Please. Where you are supposed to be by now is not where you are. Do you have any mixture of airway and something, something like that? Okay. I don't want to do it, but I'm going.
like the blood. As the Bible says, the angel, the Lord said, when I shall see the blood, I shall pass over you. Declare the blood over your business, where you do business, where your work is, where your trade is. Your office, speak the blood. Your assignment, speak the blood. Activate that voice in the blood. Go past the blood. The blood, 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 Is with me. I declare, I declare 
declare it. My spirit, to my soul, to my body, hear the word of the Lord. The covenant of faithfulness. God's faithfulness is with me in the name of Jesus. The covenant of life. Mercy. The covenant of life. And mercy is with me. In the name of Jesus, the covenant of divine increase and divine blessings is upon me by the cross of Christ Jesus. I have stepped into the Abrahamic covenant. I receive of the blessings. I am blessed going out and coming in. The increase of God is upon my life. I increase in my walk with the Lord in the name of Jesus. My commitment to God and his kingdom and the message of the kingdom has increased by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have increased in the love of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Increase. Increase. The increase of the Lord. The increase of the Lord. Upon this ministry. Upon this ministry. Our men. Our men. And our women. And women. And children. And children. Shall increase. Shall increase. Like a flock. Like a flock. On the feast day. On the feast day. On the name of feast. On the day of feast. In Jerusalem. Jerusalem. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Increase. Increase. And expansion. And expansion. Of our of our business is happening right it's now. Happening right it's happening right it's now. Happening right now. The Lord God, the Lord God, has opened my eyes. Opened my eyes. To see, to see new ideas, new ideas, new opportunities. New opportunities. I am increasing. I am increasing in my business. In my business, the increase of favor, the increase of favor, is upon me. Is upon me. And all, and all that I do, that I do, I increase. I increase. Opportunities. New opportunities. I increase. I increase. For the life. For the life. Has fallen. Has fallen. In favorable places. Favorable places. For me. For me. I declare. I declare. The covenant. The covenant. Of divine health. Of divine health. And divine healing. Divine healing. I declare. I declare. The covenant. The covenant. Of divine health. Of divine health. And divine healing. Divine healing. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. When we talk about the covenant of divine health. It is not God coming to remove the sickness away. Listen. It is a covenant that produces in you the power, the power that removes the thing that causes sickness. So when the scripture says that it is Jehovah Rephika, the Lord our healer, in essence is speaking about the God who removes the very thing that causes sickness and disease in you. Now I have a video on my phone and I've been keeping this video for I think 2013 or 2014, there was a man who gave a talk um, at the UN. Every year, UN organizes a conference where people who are doing some innovative things come to speak, or who have had some life-changing encounters come to speak. And, and they, they, they come with a proposal. They come to propose an ideology, a school of thought, something that is shifting things. And this man said one day he collapsed because of heart attack. When he collapsed, they called the ambulance. According to the story he was told, they, they, they called the ambulance. When the ambulance came, they put him in there. As they put him in there and 
closed the door. He said, suddenly Jesus walked into the ambulance and then his heart started beating again. He could see Jesus. The paramedics could not see Jesus around. His heart started beating again. They drove, I think, about 30 minutes or so to get to the hospital. He had a heart attack within a pace of 30 minutes. So when they got to the hospital, the doctors did a check on him and they said, they cannot find anything inside his DNA structure that causes stroke and heart attack. All of us, because of the chemicals and the foods and everything, there are things that have kind of worked out our DNA in a way. But this man, the doctors declare, that the very thing that causes sickness and causes failure of life, that thing has been removed out of him. And as he exists, he cannot have anything cause stroke or heart attack. Any of us without Jesus Christ can be susceptible to that. Let's declare, I decree, I decree the, covenant the covenant of divine healing, of divine healing and divine health. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now and I rebuke every sickness and every disease. Any power that is behind it, lose your hold. In the name of Jesus, I pray against all infections, all infections, infectious diseases. I said no to you. COVID-19, I said no to you. In the name of Jesus, the Lord God is our healer. I pray any childhood disease that is living inside me, waiting. To strike, out. to strike out in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. I, proclaim I proclaim the Lord, the Lord. Our, healer. our healer the Lord, the Lord. Is, my healer. is my healer in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I, proclaim I proclaim against, against every, family every family condition in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. My, divine my divine healing is here, is here. I, declare I declare the covenant, the covenant of the abiding the presence of God. I declare absence of fear. I declare absence of lack. I declare absence of lack. I declare absence of fear. I shall not fear. For greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Behold, Jesus said, I have Overcome, I have overcome the world, the world. In, the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together. But do you know why you give? You are not giving because you are seeking God to bless you. He has blessed you. He, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And it is from that place of blessing you flow and give unto the work of the things of God. And then God continues to bless you. But unfortunately, some people say, give one dollar and God will give you $20. And then if the $20 doesn't come, then you feel disappointed. But what we know is that there is nobody who gives unto God, who lends unto God, and God has not paid, repaid. The Bible says that, and God will repay. So God bless you. Take your offering, and Boniface will lead us um, as we, we give. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you.
bless you. Please rise up, rise up, rise up. I want you to dance more.
transmitted to us it's important that it is it is the word of God we embrace the word of God because it is the word of God that gives us the ability to have an inheritance in Acts chapter 20 the verse 32 Apostle Paul was leaving the church of Ephesus and having visited them empowered them and strengthened them he said to them that I commend if I speaking to the elders he says I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to make you to have an inheritance among the saints so if we want to have access to divine inheritance among the saints it is the word of God and relationship with God so I want to just briefly teach something and then we pray and um, I will be talking to you about God is tell somebody God is just shout it from your nose marks wherever God is and say to the person God is God God is God. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be talking to you about God is and God is God. It's important that we understand this thing. And um, I usually say that God is God. God is able. Say this to me. God is God. God is able. He will do what he says he will do. God will definitely do that. Great, great. So take this rise up rise up let's let's make some declarations rise up let's make some declarations i i, I will teach and make declarations as well say in the name of jesus i am a fruitful field i am a fruitful bow in the name of jesus i am a fruitful bow by a well my branches run over the wall i am breaking limitations i 
reached beyond, reach beyond bitterness, bitterness grief, grief in the name of Jesus, the arrows of hatred, the arrows of hatred cannot shoot me down. My strength is in the Lord. The arm of the Lord has strengthened my hands. In the name of Jesus, the mighty one, the God of Jacob, is my strength. By the God of my father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of Abraham, the Lord God of Abraham, he said, Moses, tell the children of Israel, this shall be my name, and it shall be a memorial forever, in the name of Jesus, the God of Abraham, the Lord God of Isaac, in the name of Jesus, the God of Jacob. Now let me explain something to you. Look at this equation. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Do you know that there's a difference between Isaac, Jacob, and Abraham? You know Jacob already. The name Jacob, it actually, it's actually in the Hebrew, it is Jacob L. Like Jacob L. It ends with an E-L. And, and, and the word Jacob or the name Jacob means a supplanter, a trickster. Somebody who lives beyond his means. Somebody who constantly exposes his buttocks. Shame, disgrace is the name Jacob. Now this God came very close. Look at somebody like Abraham as pristine as he is. As upright and righteous as he is. Look at somebody like Isaac, as upright and righteous as he is. And look at somebody who is constantly exposing his mother's shape, disgrace, a con, a trickster. I mean, somebody who is constantly living beyond his means. I mean, somebody who can deceive and deceive his brother, deceive Laban, and deceive everything. This guy. But God come close and say, I am the Lord God of Jacob. So if you are declaring these things, you need to have a certain understanding. Because this is the God who condemns, who condescends, who, who compresses himself and comes close. He said to Moses in Deuteronomy 33, he says, I will stand by the mountain by you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord and I will proclaim my mercy. My graciousness. So as we declare this, let's have this confidence that we have a God that is standing inside my humanity, inside my weakness, inside my nothingness, inside my struggles, inside my pain, inside my confusion. Because that Jacob guy was totally a confused guy. That guy was totally, but this is the guy who began to experience the presence of God. In Genesis 32, he came to a place and said, this is Mahane, nothing but the camp of God, the assembly and the gathering of angels. This is a guy who strove with God. God came to him and he said, what is your name? If God comes to you and he asks you what is your name, do you think that that God does not know what your name is and is asking? This all sovereign, all powerful, comes to you and says, what is your name? And the guy says, my name is Jacob, confident trister. I am a fleshy man. I live by the flesh, by the law and the power of the flesh. And so as we declare these things, the Bible says of Joseph, it says that the God of your fathers, in fact, the God of your father, the God of Jacob, 
the shepherd of Israel, the one stone. That's what the Bible describes in the, in the book of Genesis. So let's declare. Let's declare some things some more. Let's declare, declare with me in the name of Jesus, the God of my Father, the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the mighty one, mighty God of Jacob, the shepherd, the stone of Israel, has strengthened me. I shall not be weak in the name of Jesus by the God of my Father. Has helped me. Help me now. Somebody will look at you. Listen, this God can close his eyes when you, by the time he opens his eyes, your life is totally translated. This God who takes a man who is nothing, the Bible says in the book of Job, he plants the poor among kings. The Bible says that in the book of Daniel, he determined the number of days, how long they should rule. He removed kings and appoint kings. God rules inside the affairs of men. That is the God that we serve. And so as we declare concerning him, I want you to do, I pause to say this thing so that you can do it with understanding, with confidence, with grand style, with dignity. Because your God is indeed God. The God of Jacob, say with me, the God has strengthened me. He has helped me. The Almighty has blessed me with blessings from above. Blessings from the deep that lie beneath. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. Oh God, Jehovah El Shaddai. He is my mountain and my breast. Come on. Jehovah El Shaddai. The God, the God of Jacob has blessed you and I in the name of Jesus. The blessings of your father, say with me, the blessings of my father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob have excelled, have excelled the blessings of my ancestors. Ah, this is a powerful decree. The blessings of my father Jacob has um, the blessings of my father Abraham. The blessing in the book of, of Galatians chapter 3, the verse, the verse 12, it says, Curse is he who lies on the cross. However, Christ became a curse for us so that you and I can connect and inherit the blessings that were promised to Abraham. The blessings. So the Bible says in the book of Psalm that he ascended up with a shout. And with a shout, he chose for us our inheritance. And he declared on the cross, it is finished. Now that word, it is finished, let me just explain it in short. It means that he took everything that is of the design of God concerning your life, concerning earth, concerning everything, and he brought everything into the cross. He took everything that is seen, that is crookedness, that is missing it, that is not landing target. He brought everything into the cross, and he says, Father, I have done according to the design of divine purpose that is eternal. And therefore, I declare that it is finished. Your life is sealed and bundled up in God, and nothing can stop it. The declaration that the blessings of our Father excels, goes beyond, extends, redounds, and balloons beyond the blessings of my ancestors from my village. It's a true declaration. 
I am a fruitful bough. Say with me. I am a fruitful field. I bear a hundredfold. I bear a hundredfold. My fruit is eternal. Jesus said, You did not choose me. I chose you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. Therefore, by the command of the word of the Lord, I bear fruit and my fruit remains in the name of Jesus. Let's declare a few more. The blessings of my father, father excel the blessings of my ancestors unto the utmost bounds in the name of Jesus of the everlasting hills they shall be upon my head my generation yet unborn shall experience it my generations upon generations shall walk in it this shall be a crown upon my head in the name of Jesus the blessings of my father excels all the blessings of my brothers in the name of Jesus say with me God is God God is able he will do what he says he will do amen please sit down let me just teach you for for let me see how many minutes let me just teach you for for 10 minutes and I'm going to rush through this this is going to be like a readers digest version this is like a teaching that can be done in maybe three months continuous two hours every now but I'm going to compress it now I want to talk to you about God is God and if you are writing write something take note of something God is God and I'm going to speak about about three or four things I will speak about the eternal nature of God because it's important that when we come to God, we really understand who He is. Very often, we judge God by our own categories, our own dimensions. Dimensions of maybe religion, dimensions of tradition, dimensions of what society have taught us. And today the media is very loud. So the media will quickly tell you who you, your God looks like. And sometimes when they look at church folks, they believe that church folks have nothing to offer other than to just go and pray. But our God is bigger, our God is all encompassing, our God is greater. I think there's a song that our God, our God is greater, our God is something. Yes, our God is all of that. And, and also, very often, we tend to put our needs, our priorities before God. When God is not subsidiary, He is not beneath our needs, but our needs are submitted to Him. He is the one that gives us good marriage. He is the one that gives us finances. He is the one that blesses us. But he is more than all of that. When we look at Jesus Christ, some people know him as Jesus. He said, yeah, that he, I'm born again. Some people know him as Christ. Power. All they know is power. And even the power equation is wrong. Because by the time you study scripture, you begin to look at the dynamics of power. You know that power has something called, something called moral excellence. So that David, for example, said, the Bible says that um, um, in, in the book of uh, Psalm 89, David, David quoted God. He said, I found my servant David with my holy oil of anointed him. Therefore, the enemy shall not outwit him. Anywhere there is an anointing and outwitting of the enemy in that same vessel, in that same environment, is an error. Because the anointing has some excellent component with it. 
So very often, we begin to judge God by wrong categories, wrong models, wrong equation, wrong matrices, and we are not able to see the awesomeness of our God. He is bigger than all the voodoo powers in my home put together. He is bigger than all the challenges that you have. He is bigger than giving a husband a wife. He is bigger than giving a, a miracle of a cripple walking. He is bigger than that. And I want you to see that. Even though he will heal the sick, he will provide good marriage, he will give breakthrough in business, even though he will do all these things, let us have an elevated sight of our God beyond all these things. And when we step before God in that environment, things begin to expand in a different way. In Hebrews chapter 11, the verse 6. Hebrews 11, the verse 6. The Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. This is where I took my teaching title from. God is. God is. I want you to think, I want you to just think about that for just a minute or so. God is. God, He exists. He is. He's going nowhere. Everything will pass. He's still there. You know, that at the mighty power. <laughs> God exists all by Himself. He cannot be helped by even our finances. He cannot be helped even by our strength. Right now, as we are going to pray, we are at his mercy. God, he is, and every other king and every other dominion. King Nebuchadnezzar said, Daniel, did that God of yours save you? He said, King, live forever. He said, this day, that God is God above all. God is. And he that comes to him must know that he is. Sometimes we walk around and we get disappointed. I mean, we go to places where they sell oil, they sell this, and, and so when it becomes, when it comes to the place of potency of the power in the word of God, we are not able to grasp it anymore. But it's important that as we come to God in this season of fasting and prayer, which we end tomorrow, we must know that this God, He is. And the Bible says that, that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So I said I'll talk to you about three things. And I'm going to talk to you about the eternal nature of God. I'll talk to you about the powerful nature of God. There are several things we can discuss here. The powerful nature of God. And I'll talk to you about the covenant nature of God. Quickly, the covenant nature of God, the, the, the eternal nature of God, and the powerful nature of God. And therefore we say God is. The eternal nature of God, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 13, verse 8, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. This is one of the most single powerful statements in the Bible. It is one of the most powerful things that we need to unravel so that we can see the very intent of God. Why this God is God that exists before and this God that exists today and will forever be. And do you know that the design of our humanity is all categorized in eternity? I'm not saying eternity when we live here, but it is bound up with an expression of eternity. 
There is nothing about us that is temporary. And therefore, we must begin to judge life and view life properly. Even the miracle I receive, I must begin to perceive and see that eternal component inside it. God is a God who is a God of eternity. And this statement, like I said, is one of the most powerful, powerful statements in eternity. And the issue of, in scripture, and the issue of eternity, it, it touches everything. If, for example, we look at your call, your purpose, if I say a call, understand your vocation, you may be a carpenter, you may be a driver, you may be a lawyer, you may be a banker, you may be an accountant, you may be anything, and you believe that is your call, you may be an HR professional like my wife and, and like uh, uh, Regina, it, it, that is a calling. Like David is a skilled man, that is a calling. Even if you look at your calling, do you know that that thing has such eternal power and the thing is older than the devil? If we say God is a God of eternity, he is far older than the devil. For lack of word, we will use the phrase he is older than the devil. The call of God that is upon your life, the mandate that is upon your life is older than the devil and the ghost of my father's house put together. The devil cannot understand this. He doesn't know how he works. I'm going to rush through this. God is and is the God of eternity. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Not according to our works. Not according to anything based on the earth here, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began. Our God is a God of eternity. And if we begin to view life through that eternal nature of God, it changes everything. It changes the action you take. Because you know that, you know in Gladiator, the movie, I think it was Maximus who said, anything you do here, it echoes in eternity. I am amazed that, that the secular world is able to capture such spiritual truth that anything I do here, any step I take here, it echoes in eternity. There's a man in the Bible called um, um, Cornelius. The Bible says that he was a devout man. He was a man who feared the Lord. He was a prayerful man and he gave alms. In fact, he even sponsored one of the auditoriums in his day. One day, he was praying. As he prayed, the scripture says that um, um, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Cornelius, all the giving and prayer has become a memorial, a monument, and is shouted in the mind of God. Things done in the earth. Things done in the earth. Now look at this statement. In Exodus chapter 3, the verse 15, it says that Moses, when you go, tell them, in fact, the verse 14, 13, Moses said, if I should tell them who, who sent me, he said, tell them I am. He said, but who is this I am? He said, tell them that the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, for this shall be my name forever. And it shall be a memorial to all generations. It shall be a monument and evidence. It says that all your giving, all your activities, all your pursuit, all your prayer has become something that is a reminder. It's just like your alarm that is ringing and it goes to a snooze and then it comes like after 10 minutes, 5 minutes. And it's ringing in the mind of God. 
constantly and loud in the realm of eternity that which is done here has such an impact never take it for granted it changes the way you live so you see you see people misbehaving in 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 the things of god they do not have an understanding of how life is structured everything that i'm doing today has an impact on eternity i'll cut that one and let me touch on this one quickly i want us to pray i said the second one i'll talk about what god's powerful nature god's powerful nature i call it the divine sovereignty of god and this is the way i define it it is the god who chooses what to do by what time by whomever anyhow without your permission without my permission he is sovereign all powerful if it's a sovereign nation he said this nation has invaded our sovereign land our sovereign territory it means that this territory is defined and you cannot come in unless you are permitted this God is the God of final power he is the God that holds the last story he is the one that holds everything in place and lastly I'm going to just skip everything last let me just talk to you briefly look it's important look it's important it's important that we see life through the lens of the eternal nature of God it redefines how we respond to even a pandemic that we can look at a pandemic and people say but where is God and the question I was asked where, where, where was God when his son was on the cross he was still God he was still sitting there as God he never changed he's sovereign one of my friends said if God want you you and i to die for nungwa to be saved he will cause us to die so that the whole nungwa will be saved and it's fine he says i will give nations for your ransom he said this god is wicked why is he killing other people and giving he said i am god look read a scripture somebody somebody grab your bible read a scripture for me isaiah 45 isaiah 45 let me just show you something about sovereign god isaiah 45 you are not there so i'll run there quickly isaiah 45 it's now 8 5 by 8 10 i'm done we want to we want to begin to pray with this understanding now you can speak to the situations and the circumstances that be now you can fulfill purpose and walk anywhere because the bible says in psalm 24 the verse one the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof and all that is in it now you can speak your god listen listen your god works your <laughs> she knows a story somebody who called me one saturday if you remember that morning this lady Teresa, not this one. <laughs> Teresa in the UK called. That morning I had come from an all night, and she said I got your number from a friend. And I said which of my, which of your friends said uh, 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 which of my friends or her friends? She said she's called Linda. I mentioned the name because it is what it is, and there's nothing to hide about it. And I said okay. She said. Um, is it good time to call you then the, the call disconnected so i called her so i called her and she was like wow how do you how many pastors will call you from africa when you are calling from uk and it's expected that from uk you'll be able to have enough money to be calling africa and i said don't worry so can i call you i said don't worry let's finish the credit on my phone and i said you i want to know which part of you comes from Dangbeland because i am seeing earrings and jewelries and wedding ring on an anvil 
And there's this serpent that has been following and destroying everything in your life, including your marriage. She has been living in UK 13 years. The marriage is gone. I said, Auntie, God will work things out. He said, there's a reason why I called you. He said, I don't have papers and they want to deport me. I said, my God works in the home office. He is sovereign God. He works inside the home office. I said, nobody is going to deport you. I said, let's connect in the evening by 3 p.m. We, con we connected. And I prayed with, with her. Two weeks. Apparently, she had memory loss. She can't remember certain things. So two weeks, she called me. She said, in fact, she kept calling me every day. Every day. In fact, before she called me, she said, she told me, this is the story, that she was on the street. She was at a bus stop. And she lost her mind. What happened? Because she applied for a document with some fake, fake, you know, fake marriage, fake this, that. And then the home office discovered. And they said, you, you are on your way home. So she's afraid for 13 years living and paying taxes to somebody's social security. She, she, she said, long story, the day she got her papers, few weeks after she said, Bramak, when I step outside, I'm even confused because for 13 years I've never walked free. Every time she's hiding to go to work. And you know, in UK, in early in the morning, you see all these police officers, you see them standing. They're all standing like that, and they are watching the people coming. And it's a throng. The street is strong. Everybody is coming, everybody they just want to come. Where are your papers? So they are looking at behavioral change and all of that. She has to be hiding every time. So she's always doing nights. <laughs> Somebody found her at the bus stop. She had lost her mind. She doesn't know her way and found this, this card with number on it. When she phoned, it went to her home and they had to bring her home. Few days she could remember one or two things, but she couldn't remember. Two weeks after prayer, she called me and said, Brahma, I can remember when I was in secondary school. I can remember this dress that I wore. I, I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't understand because she is talking like somebody who is absent-minded. Because these things you are telling me, we've never discussed it before. And then she said, I actually lost my mind because of what was coming from the home office. And I said, my dear, you're not going, you're not coming back to Ghana. You will not. My wife knows the story. Midnight calls. She will call in the morning. She will call in the afternoon. I will be in the office. This lady will call. And I will, I, I will tell her, I said, you need to fast three days. She, she, she has low or whatever sugar level or whatever. I said, put honey in, in warm water. Drink it morning. Drink it afternoon. Drink it evening. She, will, she is fasting left, right, center. We are praying. And then I said, let's go to the court of heaven and go to the sovereign God. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, you have come to the charge of all flesh. To the charge of all flesh. It says, it says you, you have not come to Mount Zion that looks like the old mountain that burns with smoke that you cannot touch. Where it was said, even if an animal went through it, God will kill. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion. To the church of the living God into the assembly of an innumerable company of angels to the place where the spirit of justified men are made perfect to the judge of all then in the verse 24 it says for you have come to Jesus Christ the mediator <laughs> he stands in the courtroom 
He says, I will judge this matter. And I will judge Isaiah 22, in the verse 22. It says that, for he is our judge. He is our Lord giver. He is our king. And he is our Lord. And he will say it. I said, Madam, let's go to the court of heaven. He said, we are going to court today. I said, when you go to the court, there will not, there will not be any hearing. They will cancel that matter. So they went to court and the judge said, and this has been going on for about four months. Four months. The judge said, you've just submitted some new evidence to us. So we need to study it. So today there will not be hearing. I said, the matter will not, there will not be any discussion. So she came home. She's been waiting. She doesn't know what will, what will happen. I said, you just believe this sovereign God. This one who chooses to kill. He can literally snuff life out of somebody for his glory. A, 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 an emperor spoke in the book of Acts, and everybody heard, hey, God is among us. Bible says an angel, not even God. An angel came down and smote him, and worms ate him from his foot, and he died. This God is sovereign. He is bigger. He is great. He is bigger than coronavirus. David says that I will make my boast in my God. Alexander Dowie, people were foaming and falling and dying and shaking just like this thing that is happening now. And he didn't know about it. And he rushed in with the paramedics and he's trying to help and say, hey, stop it. He says that, can I prove the power of God to you? He took a phone from a dying person's mouth and licked it and, and he lived. And the person, the paramedic was started shaking like a leaf. That was a man who defended the issue of laying on our hands and healing in America. He went to court 100 times in a year to defend the fact that you and I can lay hands on the sick and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. The God that we serve, he's sovereign God. Who is in Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah 45? I want, I want that thing read. So about one month later, I was sitting in the office. The phone rang when I looked at it. It wasn't WhatsApp call. It was normal call. Bro, they have given it to me. I can hear the person jumping. They have given it to me. They have said, what is it that they have given to you? He said, they have given me the stay. They have given me the stay. I said, I'm coming to UK right now. Say, why did you stay with me, baby? <laughs> oh, God. The God that we serve. He is a sovereign and an awesome God. When he determines, nobody changes it. So, are you there? David, you want to read for me? You have a microphone? You have a, please, read, read from the verse, the verse 6. Let's see. The verse 6. I'm going to end here. Isaiah chapter 40, 45. I'm not going six. to. Go. Read down. That men may know. That men may know. From the rising of the sun. Okay, no, no. Back up. Back up. Go to the verse 4. Let's read the verse five, 4, 5, and 6. Verse 4. Mm -hmm. For the sake of my servant Jacob. Okay. And... Now, now, I want you to know, know something because there's an element of covenant of God introduced there. For the sake of what? For the my, sake of my servant, Jacob. Now, you remember the issue of covenant with, so that is another nature of God. So we talk, God is, we need to approach him that this God is eternal. He's not submitted to any man. This one is above and all. We need to understand that he is sovereign. He does what he wants to do at whatever time, however he wants to do it. He can, look, this God can turn the whole city, a whole city down so that his only purpose will go forward. He can put his whole son on the cross. He can choose to lose a battle. He can choose to lose a battle so that he can gain the war. 
Sometimes you are in the midst of the billowings, the storms over you. And you are wondering, when will this season end? Turn your eyes and lift up your eyes. The songwriter says, I lift up my eyes to the hills and to see where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the God who is about all flesh, the one who is enthroned and is eternal, that is all powerful. He chooses to do. In Genesis 1, concerning your destiny and my purpose, it says, Now, let us make Boniface a mark. Let us make Teresa. Let us make Anon in, in Reverse Richard in our own righteousness and likeness. And allow them, let them, let nobody stop them. Permit them. Permission to succeed is granted. Granted long ago. So the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in the verse 9, that who has called us with the holy calling in Christ Jesus before time began. Behold the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of this earth. The devil does not understand it. It confuses him. Because he comes and he says, This lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. He doesn't understand. Please rise up. Please read. Please read. Rise up. Rise up. For the sake pray. of my servant Jacob. For, my, for the sake of my servant Jacob. And Israel, my chosen. And Israel, my chosen. I call you by your name. I called you by your name. I surnamed you. I surnamed you. No, you do not know me. So you think your name is Agbeko? <laughs> you think your name is Agbeko? It says to Moses, said, Moses, tell Aaron, this is the manner in which you shall bless the children of Israel. The Lord bless you. The Lord causes his countenance to shine upon you. It says, by this I shall place my name upon David. So I am David God. If God has a surname called God, I am David God. It is not Agbeko. There is a swap of DNA change. Please go ahead. And I am the Lord. And now listen to what it says. It says, and I am the Lord. And there is no other. And there is no other. Beside me. Beside me. There is no God. There is no God. I guide you. I I kid you. I kid you. Okay. No, you do not know me. No, no, you do not know me. Continue. Verse 6. There's something I'm looking for. That man may know. That man may know. From the rising of the sun. From the rising of the sun. And from the west. And from the west. That there is none beside me. That there is none beside me. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. And there is no other. And there is no other. Continue. Verse 7. Verse 7. I form light and create darkness. I form light and create darkness. I make will and create woe. Ah, I make what? I make well. And then I create woe. And I create woe. It says I, 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 make, I make a life and I kill. Go. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Who do all things? Who do all these things? What a boast by this great I am. God is his sovereign in the name of Jesus. Lake Opa has 